Hi everyone, this is your Dungeon Master Frankie, and welcome to another episode of Dice Hooligans with the Vermingard Campaign. Having just survived the terrible storm, the group now finds themselves out of the proverbial pan and into the proverbial fire as they realize they are too late. The hordes of Federax are already at Gilligrod. Get ready for a slightly longer episode this time around. I figured you deserved a little bit extra. Please don't forget to share and subscribe and rate our shows on any of your favorite platforms. We really do appreciate it. That being said, I hope you enjoy episode 19, Angling for a Fight. So you all stand on the deck of the Wave Robber. Dante and Gordon, both of you are heaving up the salt water that you had ingested and inhaled while on your little voyage under the sea. And you all stand there in the middle of this storm, which has calmed down significantly, but it is still very much apparent around you. And ahead of you, you see the island of Gilligrod, your destination, your next stop. But around it are ships with the banners and sails of rats. So Fisheye stands there for a moment speechless he's just staring outward at these these vessels you're still uh a couple hours outside of the island you have time to prepare and you aren't in immediate threat of capsizing because of the storm and all he says is i didn't believe you at first but here they are and he just slowly shakes his head staring <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to look. I don't want to look. What is it? Dante will drag himself up and take a look over uh, so, the side of the ship. So, so you see it. You see all the ships gathered around. Um, some are quite a distance away from the island. A few are closer, but it looks like they've taken up a perimeter around uh, around Gilligrod. Um, Dante, go ahead and give me a, give me an intelligence check. 14. You know what they've done is they've basically block, blockaded the island. Buffungo. Uh, it seems we are a little late. It, he's, uh, coughs up a little more seawater and... This is on, looks like they're surrounding the island. It does not look like maybe they're just on one side of it. I'm, he's, you know, I'm reaching for things here. So they, they are completely around it. They are some distance away from each other. Like they're not, um, they're not like packed in on top and they're not all on one side. They're definitely the closest one to you guys. If you guys were to be approaching it from the angle that you are, is still a number of miles away. And you're not in any threat of like crashing into it or whatever. And the sea is still like, you know, there's still a storm. So you definitely have cover. You're not a very big ship. And a lot, the majority of your sails have been lifted because you didn't want to get your, you know, mast ripped off during the storm. Um, but Fisheye, he, he's scratching his chin and, uh, He's just sort of staring and from he walks into his his cabin and then comes back out with a uh, with a looking glass, a, a very long one. Um, and he he's just sort of surveying the the horizon, the island and stuff. And he, he passes it to you, Dante. Nod and uh, pick up the spy glass, 
going to try to look to see if there is something where, from what I know so far, there is to be a way to run through this blockade and get out or get to the other side. We'd be stuck in there, however. So uh, go ahead and give me a perception check uh, mm-hmm. with advantage because you have the the spyglass. Um, Dante, are you uh, are you done with that spyglass at all? Kind of stops for a moment and uh, hands it off to CJ. Perfect. Do you want me to uh, to wait until his? Yeah, roll you, is you done? go ahead and uh, <laughs> do your roll, and then I'll have uh, CJ do it. Well, well, I rolled a natural one and a natural nineteen, so guess which one I'm going to pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, that will so be you, a twenty total. Twenty total. Okay, uh, CJ, you go ahead and do the same. Mm, yes. Yeah, so it's a, a D twenty. Yes, with advantage, so you roll it twice. For perception. <laughs> Ten and two. Okay. So you're not going to see anything that Dante didn't see. You're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Ten and two. Dante, what you see as you're looking over it, these are smaller vessels. And you are going off of what you remember from the war and what rats used. These do not look like, you know, galleons. These are not troop carrier ships. But they are faster. They are faster. Now, the sheer amount of them, you can't see on the other side of the island. But from what you can see, there are... This is a decent-sized armada. This is, you know, at the very least, these ships, while not carrying troops, definitely have rats on them and could potentially have scouting parties. But this doesn't look like the main force. This does not look like the invasion force. So, let's see. Capitano Fischei. Perhaps I am wrong, but it looks like this is more not the invasion, but this is to keep them bottled in so no one can leave. Aye, a blockade. Hmm. What do you think our chances of of getting through the other side? They are probably not expecting someone to come to the island, but leaving the island. Hmm. Especially in the storm. Do we see any of those ships docked at all on the island? Uh, not from what you can see. Okay. So, Fisheye, he he taps his chin and says, When I was a lad, me pa, he showed me a cove on this island back from his smuggling days. I think I could get us there. Perhaps we can, uh, we can make it to that cove. Uh, what, what assistance do you need from me? Capatano. We're going slow. We'll keep uh we'll keep the sails up. Hi. Once we get in, I'm not sure if I can get us all out. But I can try. What? What do you mean? Leaving the island. I think we'll have to worry about that when we get there. We we have to do what we need to do at Gilead first. We gotta get to May I make one? Perhaps I can play, I don't know, perhaps I can play Unseen Advocate here for a moment. Good one. If we do this, why were we going here? There are two reasons. See? One is to find Signore Weiler, and the other was to warn Gilligrad of the uh, Ferrax invasion. I think Gilligrad's got the last one down pretty good already. Yes. Do we still want the risk to go 
and to find Weiler. Well, you got that thing for him, right, CJ? I I have I have a thing for him, yes. And no, she has a thing for it if he shows. She's right there. But you're not subtle, dear. But we um, also have, you know, Gretchen too. We need to take care of that. That's true. Wait, you mean like and I'm gonna make a motion with my hands to like wrap something around her neck and like squeeze it? You mean no, like take no, care no, of her? No, no, Gordon, no, 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 no. I mean, she can't keep journeying with us. We need to send her back to the Borpaw. No, really, send her back now. I mean, look at—I I almost died. I don't think we're going to see how long she can dog paddle. If that is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying leave her at the island, though. Um. So, Fisheye, he he thinks for a moment, and he says. It seems that the stakes are a bit higher than I assumed. I I have an idea. Okay. I drop you off at the island. I get you into the cove. And I return to Beaurepas with Gretchen. Uh, and bring reinforcements. How long do you think that would take? That, that's also assuming that they listen. Gretchen is a loyal, uh, is, is a, a loyal dog to the to Boraba. Dante, you gotta admit, all of this smells. No offense, fishy. I feel like we're sending a lot of people back to Boraba. <laughs> I'm going back to Boraba. No, um, I don't know. Okay, I just I think, think that they sent her here. They lied to us. I, I don't know. That's up to you guys. As I, so I, said, I, I, okay, I think that we're going to have... I don't think everyone would believe the the kingdom right now. Uh, everyone in Boropot. We might be able to persuade some people if we send Gretchen back. Gretchen believes uh, us now, right? Gretchen? Uh, CJ, CJ puts her paws up and she just says, Look, I don't care. What we're doing with her, I'm getting to Gilligrod, I'm going to go downstairs, I just need someone to tell me whatever the fuck is going on, and just let me know, and just storms downstairs. With that, I think we should go to Gilligrod, and we'll find out how to get off the island. Fisheye, if we, we need to keep moving, if we make a plan and we're not here, I just, I, I don't know what to say from there, Dante? I, I understand, but we're... Right now, as this, as the Capitano has said, the stakes are higher. We need and to have someone get back to Gilgrad. I mean, to Pardonne, to Borapa. Yes. We need to find Weiler. And we need, to be very honest, Gilgrad needs our help right now. Yeah. And I think if that we can we help should... organize them to stave up before the main invasion and perhaps someone, we can have a fleet from Borapa arrive. Yeah. Um I yeah, think, that, yeah. Yeah. We just solve everything as we go. Um so Fisheye, he he thinks for a moment says Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that you would trust? If it seems you don't trust the crown, is there someone else that I could go and tell? Perhaps if you can contact a signore Peabody at the Lost in the Hound outside of Borapa. Hmm. He would be very interested to hear this. So he, he nods and he, he looks back at Gretchen and then his ship and he says, 
this this is what I'm thinking. Once I get you to the cove, we've already probably been spotted. If we get to the cove and we stay there, we'll be shut in. You're going to I, ask me for to swim a bit, aren't you? Well, yes. No, but that's, <laughs> that's not all I'm asking. I can't sail this ship with just myself and Gretchen. So one of us has to go back with you? He nods. Um, and I am the immediately, most here. Immediately, as you start to speak, Dante, Bjorn steps forward. What? No way. And he he raises his hand, and then he uh, he looks back at you, Dante, and he says, "He's yeah, you're the most experienced one, but you're they they need you on the island as well for that same reason." I can learn. And I can you are true. The Capitano is a good teacher, and you may be right, Bjorn. Plus, you have the added bonus of not only Borapa to listen, but you can appeal to those within the monarchies. It's true, and and I I know I know Mister Peabody. I know him very well, and we can I can figure I, I can figure something out. I can hear me your emissary, man. You will, if especially if things become a bit uh, combative. I will miss fighting by your side, but I think this is a good choice. It definitely is a good choice. Bjorn has more leverage than all of us back at Borpal, I feel. Con- consider me a foreign dignitary. <laughs> uh, I look over to um, Fisheye. Do you have a dinghy? Do you have like a small boat we could use at least? It's not the size of the dinghy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, point at I don't Bjorn. I the motion of the ocean. What? <laughs> I, I poured at Bjorn when he asked for the dinghy. <laughs> this is our small dinghy. <laughs> um, hey, Toby doesn't know anything about ships. <laughs> he, he he nods. It's, yeah, so he he walks to the back of the ship, and you can see that there is a a small rowboat that's been attached to the the back of the ship, and you can actually see that some of Gretchen's stuff mm-hmm. is in there. So you had assumed that's how she had managed to pull herself up was on top of that rowboat. Uh... Mm, okay. Um, if Dante, you're still next to me, uh, how how big is the little boat, the rowboat? Um, not big. The four of you might be able to fit together, but it would be a okay. tight squeeze. Hell yeah! I look at Dante. It's like we can use a smoke. Oh, possible, possible. It'll, I mean, we'll have to go in blind, much, right? but. At the same time, it's storming, and I mean, there's a lot of dark clouds above us and around us, so it could just, you know, be a little it bit. It might not be necessary. I, I, it's hard to say. Perhaps CJ would be the best one to judge this, but would a cloud of smoke appearing be more conspicuous than just a robe, small dinghy in the water during the storm? Would they be able to see us in this storm? Mm. Hope or not. May I do a uh, May I do an intelligence check on that, just from my experience, GM? Yes. Of course. Uh, that is a modified fifteen. 
Okay, so you know, judging by how you've seen the smoke interact before, it is magical and it would stay fixated on the spot where the bottle is. So if that's in the boat, it would move with you. Because of the wind and the the rain and the waves, it wouldn't necessarily look like just a big block of smoke. The wind would be dispersing most of it, but it would definitely give you guys an extra little bit of haze on the on the water. Then just nod, think about it for a bit, tapping his chin and Toby. I think that is uh, that would be a good idea. I, I would have CJ control the bottle, though it's uh, beyond me. Speaking of, and look over at Bjorn, um, Bjorn, yeah. I agree with your decision. I think there is someone you need to speak to. He, uh, he nods. If you know. <laughs> My my God! Just in case I don't make it, are you telling me to make, make peace I was, with my God? Well, if you want to make peace with your man, that's that's up to you. But uh, I was thinking more of your uh, auntie. Ah, yes. Uh, I I will I will go do that. And he he starts to head below deck. I'm gonna grab him first and squeeze him, mm-hmm. and like squeeze him really tight. I'm not gonna roll. Mm-hmm. I got an 18. Oh my God! You killed Bjorn. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I both pop right out. I'm just gonna squeeze him and just say, "All right, well, I'll I'll see you when I see you." Oh yeah, I'll be back. He he hugs he he hugs you back and he says, "I'll be back. Don't worry. It'll it'll take more than a storm to to kill me. I mean, maybe I haven't died yet, so I have that going for me. As far as I know, I'm immortal. (laughs) There's more than a storm that can kill Bjorn. Yeah, Hurricane Bjorn Bjorn Storm Sun. That's me. Wow. <laughs> um, so he 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 goes below deck to go talk to CJ, and uh, I, while they're doing that, while he's doing that, I'm going to start preparing. Uh, first of all, making sure that we can get that rowboat out and quickly whenever Fisheye gives us the words. And so I'm just prepping for us moving forward into Gilligrod and doing the drop off. Okay. So while you're while you're doing that, uh, Fisheye will bring Gordon and Toby into the cabin to, to show a map. Okay. okay. So he, he is moving through his maps. He, you can see inside of his chest of drawers that he has, he has just all sorts of maps, some new, some old, some beaten, some, you know, they, all, all kinds. And he, he finally finds one that he likes. And it is, while not solely of Gilligrod, it's of the Eastern coast of the Pugmire kingdom. And you can see Gilligrod right there. So, Gilligrod is roughly in the shape of a fishing hook, and uh, he he's pointing where you guys are on the map. So you're western, you're in the western ocean uh, of Gilligrod, and he points at a dot towards the the tip, and yeah, and it's the uh, the city of Breezewell Harbor. So Breezewell Harbor is the like capital of Gilligrod. And it is it's it's very, very decently sized. It's much bigger than any of the other towns you've been into aside from Beaurepas. But it's uh I'd say probably about two thirds the size of Beaurepas. It is a big, big city. Um and so he's showing that there are probably about twenty smaller cities and towns across Gilligrod in proper. The uh, 
the island itself is probably about 70 square miles with the island being roughly seven miles at its widest point and uh, maybe about a mile at its narrowest. So it's just like, it's a longer island. Um, so he points at a spot on the, uh, on the island, which is probably about halfway, like the middle of the island. So, you know, north, uh, you know, going up north is where you would find Breezewell Harbor. So he points at the map and he says, this is where the cove is. This is where I'll be dropping you off. Once you reach the cove, you'll head inland and then go up north. And then you'll find Breezewell Harbor. And then he folds the map up and he hands it to Toby. Thank you. CJ, what are you doing down below deck? Um, CJ is... Down below deck, that's where all of the, the rooms are and stuff, right? Like the quarters, I um, guess. Not so much quarters. It's, well, yes. Yes and no. It's a series of hammocks in a hallway, basically. Well, she is <laughs> sitting on the closest hammock that she can find. Uh, elbows at her knees. Uh, left leg is twitching. She's just kind of looking down, trying to calm down. Mm-hmm. So you you hear a small pitter patter as Bjorn comes down the stairs and he sits on the hammock next to you. He he crawls up and flops inside and uh, takes a second to adjust himself because it's a fucking hammock and he's a small dog. <laughs> yes. And uh, eventually he's resting his his knees are hanging over the side and he's sitting next to you. Hey Bjorn. Hey CJ, you doing okay? <sighs> yeah. Did they did they figure out whatever the hell we're doing now? Yes, we did. Um, that's why I'm coming down to talk to you. Oh, okay. So, Fisheye mm-hmm. says that he can drop us off a distance away, and we're going to take a little dinghy and uh, get to the island, and we're going to use the ever smoking vial. To cover our our uh, entrance. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. That's that's smart. Okay. Good. So we're we're gonna get there, and we're gonna we're gonna do the thing. All right. Yes. Um, <sighs> and then Fisheye is going to return to the mainland and find Roger, mm. and uh, then figure out how to get help from there. Also, he's sending reinforcements. That's that's smart. That's good. He's a smart, cute captain. Cute, smart, yeah. smart, smart. Yeah, sure, yes. <laughs> um, but he is going to take Gretchen, and he needed one other set of hands to be able to sail the ship. And her head kind of snaps back up. She's like, well, "Who are we? Who are we losing?" Uh, well. Well, I, I wouldn't call it losing. Who's leaving us? Ah, well, that would be me. What? Yes, you see, everyone else, you know, you you got magic and you know Wyler, so you have to go. Like that's just a given. I guess. Um, and then you know, Gordon, he's got the big hammer and the armor, and you know, I've seen him, I've seen him take down rats and no problem. He's Mm-hmm. He he's going to be a, a good asset, and same with Toby. Toby knows about sneaking. He knows about you know setting up traps, and yeah. he's he's doing that. And then uh, Dante, he's the most experienced, so he would be the uh, you know he has to stay. 
he has to say. So that leaves me. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not capable. You know, I'm fully capable. And you guys will be sorely, sorely missing me and my skills. Of course. But I know Roger. I've known him for my whole life. And as the others suggested, I have an in with the monarchies as well. So I'm, I'm what you can say as a very important piece of the puzzle. She starts kind of staring forward and she's kind of welling up a little bit. She's okay. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's smart. That makes sense. That's a hundred percent right. Bjorn. He puts a little paw on uh, CJ's leg and says, I'll be back. Like, the reason I'm doing this is so I could come back faster. You know how fast I am. If I sent somebody else to do it slower, I this, this is the quickest way. She's starting to cry a little bit more. Not quite crying, but a big uh, uh, welling. Just, yeah, no, no, you're you're so fast. I kind of, like, look over at him. You're, yeah, you you can do it. You, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Yes, I will. Hey, listen, don't cry, because if you cry, I'm going to start crying. And when I cry, I start dry heaving. <laughs> and then I start and then I start throwing up. I'm I'm going to I'm going to try, Bjorn, but I don't. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm, I'm getting seasick now. Please don't. <laughs> Just uh, no. let me. No. Just let hear me out before you start okay. yakking everywhere. And she kind of wipes a, a few tears off her face. She's like, look, I grew up in a a very bad place. Yes, I think I've told you the the woman that that ran the house that I lived in did not want me there. And uh, you know, Wyla Wyla tried to save me, and I'm scared because no one's ever wanted me. And what happens if he doesn't want me either? And I can't lose you either, because you're basically family now, and you're kind of the only family I have. So Bjorn looks at you for a moment, and he's thinking, and he puts a, a he puts his he he turns around in the the hammock to like fully face you, mm-hmm. and says, "Now listen, it's not about that anymore." That's that's in the past, you know, and I, I understand how that can affect you because I'm I'm very similar. I I understand the where I'm at in my life, and and I'm I'm lucky, and you know, well, some people would say that I have to run a lot and do a lot of pushups and stuff. <laughs> um, but it's that's exactly it, you know. Some people have to they they don't get to choose their family, but you do, and you're with people that care about you now, you know, and these people have decided that you are not only worthy of their, their love and protection, but also that you deserve it. So who cares if Weiler, what Weiler thinks or what Weiler does, you know, we, we, we found out from Roger that things aren't the way that we, we thought they were, but that doesn't change the opinion of people that you're with. You know, you're really young, but you're really wise. I have heard that many times. Have you? Yes. And you can't say otherwise. <laughs> True. Can I, can I hug you? Can I hug you, Bjorn? Is that, 
Yes, that's fine. Do I have to roll for that? <laughs> <laughs> to roll the hug? No. He, <laughs> he hugs you, and as soon as he does, he burps. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Let it out. You're fine. It's okay. No, don't tell me to do that. That'll be a bad time. <laughs> well, I, I get down. These see through. You'll have to just go right through it to the bottom. <laughs> I get down on one knee to get to eye level with him. It's like you need. You're going to come back, right? Well, yes, of course I am because I, I, you know, I have other things I have to do, and you know, Gordon and and Dante and Toby. And, you know, you, I got to make sure you guys are going to be okay. Yeah. You, you also, Toby owes me money because I bought a hell of a <laughs> lot of fruit. <laughs> yes, he does. I'd, I had forgotten about that. Well, I did, and I never forget. You never forget at all. Okay. Just, you know, be careful. I'm, I'm not going to be there to watch out for you, even though you don't need watching at all, but, you know. That's fine. You wouldn't be able to watch me because I'm too fast. You are, you are very fast. Should I should I go back up there? Do they need me? Yes, we're we're going to get ready. We're about to 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 disembark, as it were. Okay, I'm going and he, to. And then he chuckles at his own joke. Ha! <laughs> uh, I just got it. Okay, if you need to go back up there, you can. I'm I'm gonna calm myself for a second and go back up there. Do me a favor. Do not tell them I was crying. If they know I show emotion, they'll they'll. Never respect me. <laughs> no, that's fine. I plan on seeing everyone cry before this is done. Oh, no. Okay. Well, you go back gonna, up there. I'm going to make them. <laughs> you go back up there, you little emotion inducer. <laughs> he he pats you on the, the leg and uh, hops out of the hammock and starts to walk upstairs. Halfway up, he stops himself, puts his hand on the railing, and you see him dry heave again. <laughs> And then you just hear him go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then keep walking up the stairs. Mm. Um, Very good. Thank that you. was good. Thank you. A lot of good emotion in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so before we continue, I actually want to ask, we're going we're gonna to do some like little bit of a character introspection right now. Nobody said there's going to be a test. Yeah, well, yeah, right? good thing you didn't study. This is coming off the dome. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you guys where, because we haven't actually done this in the, the show yet, and I want to ask, where are your characters' headspaces are? Like, what, do you, what, what does your character think about all this? Where emotionally, like, what, what's, going, what's going on here? Who would like to go first? Don't make me I'll choose. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Just like teacher. a class. Yeah. All right. So, wh- where where's Dante at? Like, what's Dante thinking? Uh, he's pretty dragged out from, you know, earlier going overboard. Uh, he's exhausted, but he is extremely focused on what needs to be done because he doesn't have time or the luxury to think about anything else. It's best way to put it is he is you know, it is what I can what can I do about it? Right. Right. O'Malley has uh, passed. I cannot do anything about that. The only thing I can do is right is right here and right now. Right. And what what is what does Dante think about the the odds? Like when you guys in comparison to when you guys first followed Roger down into the the old ruins of Boerpa versus now. Like, are you feeling any more? Like, has your resolve changed? Are you feeling more 
uh, like strongly about what you have to do. Oh, very much so. I mean, we've seen this right now. We are, we already had a good idea, but we thought before really, well, is it just really hitting Boerpaw at this point? We haven't seen any other opposition since we left Boerpaw and, and the older Boerpaw underneath the city. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it already in Gilgrad, and I think the timetables are moving up faster than what Dante would have thought. So at this point, he is he is has a very firm resolve and grim determination to see this through, whatever the end is. Excellent. At this point, he's he's very cautious because of what happened before, but now he's getting a little bit back to himself. It's no longer a thing. Hey, I'm, I'm invincible. No, I'm not invincible. Right. But w- this needs to be done. Excellent. Okay. Uh, who'd like to go next? I'll go. Okay, so so what's uh, what's Toby? Toby, what's Toby? Toby. <laughs> he's, uh, he's wondering why he's been calling him Toby in his head for some Tob- reason. Toby, <laughs> like spirit up above is like your name. No, your true calling is Toby. Your name no, is Toby. Really, Toby. <laughs> really, um, that's what that's what it is, huh? <laughs> um. So right now, Toby is thinking, just pretty much solely about the mission um like at first he was very like oh he just played the wrong cards he was in the wrong place the wrong time and everything and now it's evolved into over into i'm a part of this now i have to keep going i have to go on with this mission uh when that turn was when he was given the horn by mr peabody (laughs) and saying like i'm a part of this now i have to keep going and but the back burner of all of it is that he just wants to go home. He wants to make it back home safely and make sure his family and his neighbors and Boropa is safe. So in order to do that, he has to continue on with his mission. Right. So do do you feel like Toby has, you know, like the same question I asked for Dante has Toby's resolve or even just demeanor or even how he sees himself changed since you followed Roger into, uh, into old Boropa. Um, Yes, he does feel a little more confident because, moreover, because of all that ha- they have survived so far, he definitely has a mentality um, of saying, "Like this is fine, we'll get through this. This is another thing that we we got we got to overcome because we overcome the last thing, we can overcome this." Right. Uh, it's the only thing that he keeps saying to himself in his head to keep him going, to try not to be scared and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but, but just like Dante, you feel more resolved about what you, you have to do. Yes. Um, he, he definitely has, you can, his aura around him, he, he definitely has this sense of purpose mm-hmm. instead of sense of, oh God, oh God, what are we going to do? Kind of thing. It's more over like, okay, get your head together, breathe in, breathe out. Mm-hmm. What, what do we need to do now? Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, and then I'm going to say Gordon. Okay. Um, well, currently, right now, Gordon's terrified. He's completely afraid because he nearly died for the second time in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ever since his run-in with Kiever, he has been looking, like, waiting for that moment where he can show more so himself sure. that he can do it. Um, but despite countless attempts from Dante, he's just holding on to that fear and 
one of the reasons why he jumped in was because of the letters from his grandfather, the stories from his grandfather. And I like to think back in the caverns. Uh, it was, this is what I read. This was what was read to me. This is what I'm a part of. This is what I want to be about. And now it's more so fear, but the only thing that's keeping his adrenaline is the fact that he needs to keep these people safe. Like this is, this is his family. These are his friends. They have done the same thing for him. So he owes that to them to do the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah. So so from when, like I asked the other two, how does Gordon feel about himself in comparison and the mission from when you followed Roger down into the ruins to write this moment? This cool. Like currently he's, he's afraid, but a lot of the Dante conversations he's had, it's kind of, and, and I think one with Bjorn, um, he knows it's there. He sees it. He recognizes it. And he knows that in the caverns, it was there not to this degree, but, it was something that was so far worse in that moment. Like he had never experienced something like that before, but he got through it. So he's kind of thinking like, okay, like I've gotten through that. I've gotten through more afterwards so I can get through this. He just needs to keep moving. Excellent. Cool. So CJ, (laughs) I wonder how she's feeling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we already touched on it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, you know, I listened to everyone's responses and I kept thinking about what mine would be. And the main word that kept popping up was fucking grateful. You, you know, she she started off even before all this happening, you know, in a in a place that didn't treat her great um, and wasn't really sure about anything, didn't know what she was going to be doing she was just living you know day to day and then all of a sudden she gets this this thing in the mail dropped off right in front of her doorstep and now she's on this fucking boat <laughs> at fighting off all these things that she didn't even believe were real you know the unseen fucking federax everything else um it, it's it's a, a a nervous and excited feeling also right. nervous you know again combating things she didn't know that were real and mm-hmm. um, like literal demons literal <laughs> demons yeah and and this gigantic rat thing and she's almost you know she's had a lot of run-ins with brushes of death and everything else but at the same time she's now found like a purpose and that's something that she has and of course also obviously terrified because now she has to kind of face uh someone from her past and she's unsure of how that's gonna gonna happen Right. And she has obviously um, doubts in herself and, you know, yada, yada. Sure. And, you know, when CJ first started, she was fairly standoffish with just about everyone. And, and now she's, you know, that's you know, yeah. Not especially with the people that she's come to call companions and dare I say friends. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where where is she now in comparison? Just like I asked the others from when you first went into the ruins to this moment, like with the, the goal in mind and, and everything like, has that changed at all? The has what changed? Like the, the, like how is she feeling from when she first started to now? Well, yeah. With, and, and the goal of what you guys have to do, because before it was easy just to be like, Oh yeah, we're going on this grand adventure and we have to, we're going to save the kingdom. 
And now that you it's know, gotten a bit real. Yeah, we are. Now it's very real. Yeah. Again, it's still the same thing of having a purpose, no matter what it is. You know, she's there's something to work towards now. And now she has people who she would have never thought in a million years, you know, would she would even willingly have contact with. And she's kind of surprised that, you know, she's made a friendship more than one and almost like now has a familial connection, even if it's fake with uh, with Bjorn. And so it's kind of a, you know, it, it it's a thing. <laughs> hey, man, if I can say anything, Fast and the Furious really drives home that you don't have to be related oh my to be family. <laughs> and you can have any beer here as long as it's a Corona. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is the Fast and the Furious. Hey, man. Never it's seen one, and I'm good with that. Dude, you... I got a, I got a, I got something to tell you, Mike. You're fucking living one right now. That's what this is. <laughs> Basically, yeah. All my inspirations from Fast and Furious. Um, all right. Well, cool. So, it's. I just wanted everybody to like, you know, talk about where their character's headspace is, not just for the listeners, but for yourselves, and you know, to get it kind of clearer in your head. Because I'm, I don't know if you guys have had these thoughts yourself when playing these characters, but it's good to, oh, you know, address it. Um, cool. So. Bjorn comes back up on the deck. Uh, Toby and Gordon, you guys are talking to Fish Eyes. He he gives the map away, and Dante, you are uh, getting things ready in the the dinghy. And Gretchen is kind of standing there, unsure of what to do with herself until Fish Eye begins t- telling her orders on how to get the uh, the ship ready to to go. Um, so, uh, question? You, yes. How is Gretchen looking now that she has seen all this? Gretchen's speechless. She's just kind of been staring out at the uh, the other ships and their sails. Um, you know, she she's not a she's a fairly young dog. She's in her early twenties. So when the war happened, she was just a kid. Um, and so she's heard everyone's heard the stories, and you know that's probably the reason why she joined was for you know pride in her kingdom and wanting to protect people as you guys have all seen that you know she was a little bit misguided in what she did but her intentions were you know pure you guys were you know considered on the run from the crown and and she was here to bring you back you know she didn't know why she might have assumed that you know you had something to do with the rat attack or you know anything from there but now seeing this she hasn't even looked like she's questioned your guys' motives at this point. She's just still stand she's still just dumbstruck by the fact that there is a invasion only a few miles away from the mainland mainland of the Pugmire Kingdom. Like she's it's it's she's very surprised. You guys have had the uh I wouldn't say luxury of having a clear idea of what's happening, but you guys definitely know way more than your average uh, Pugmire citizen by leaps and bounds. So this is a shock to her for sure. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are roughly uh, probably about two nautical miles out from from uh Gilligrod and 
Toby and Gordon have a clear idea of where you guys need to go. So whenever you guys are ready, you can cast off in the dinghy. I think I'm ready. Um, before uh, on the dinghy, is her stuff still in there? Is Gretchen's stuff still in there? yes like it's mostly a coat like she had a coat on and um like a belt but that's already been been taken out damn uh, okay so right, leaving yeah. you guys I, to get ready who has who which one of us have the ladybugs it's me and cj it's you and bjorn no that's right no, you changed it so yeah it's you you and, and cj me and gordon yeah gordon gordon, gordon? <laughs> Alright, I mean I'm... um I, I catch up with uh CJ and tell her our plan and stuff since okay. she was below. Yeah, I um I'll just all end that right now by coming upstairs. <laughs> she just she just needed a second, so she's she walks up, goes up to Toby. So what do you um where do you guys where do you need me? What what do we do? I'm gonna need you to take out that bottle of smoke we're gonna use as cover. Right now? Not right now. Uh, once we get into the dinghy, we're, we're, we decided we're going to head on forward to the cove. Yes, yeah, no, no, Bjorn, Bjorn uh, uh, filled me in on everything. Um, cool. Perfect. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be standing by. I guess. So I look at the others like, I'm ready when you guys are ready. I'm going to be walking around the ship for a little bit with Bjorn on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of like tell a, you about my best friend. Best friend. <laughs> oh, this is a montage. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, it's an 80s montage of them having, like, playing catch, riding on each other's shoulders, like, that whole thing. You know, Jordan, if we got a big coat, we could probably, you know, sneak into some of those adult theater shows. Do you think we could you know, get we- away with getting a fish eyes coat? I don't know. I bet I don't think it smells oh, man. very nice. I'm pretty sure they have those theaters on Gilly Grod. It's a bummer you gotta go back. But I get it. Maybe when we yeah. go back and to, 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 to Borapa, um, we can... We can do that. We can try that. Yeah, can we, you, can, we can go into we can go into a tavern, and we don't have to have uh, Dante buy us drinks anymore. That'd be pretty good. Hey, can you do me a favor? Uh huh. Um, when you get to uh, Borapa, can you go to um, Toby's parent shop or Toby's shop and check on my donkey? Oh yeah, I can do that. All right, cool. I That'd appreciate cool. that, I'll man. Do that. I'm yeah, put, of course. Put Bjorn down. <laughs> Um, so yeah, B- Bjorn, you know, he shakes your paw and then gives you a hug and follows you guys back to the, the dinghy. He, he gives CJ the hug as they've, they've already said their, their goodbyes. Um, Bjorn comes up to you, Toby, and, uh, he, he outstretches a little paw and he's like, you know, okay, Toby, I'll, I'll be back soon. I promise. Okay. Promise. And I give him a hug. Uh, he he hugs you back and he says, "Remember, you you're good with that knife, and I know you got two of them. So what I always say, what's better than one punch? Two punches. <laughs> and maybe right. Yeah. Well, just in case, you know our plan from here on out. So if we're yes. not here, you know what we're doing. I do, and I'll I'll see you soon. All right, I'll see you soon. Um, and then he walks up to you, Dante, and. Without even just working on, you know, this is he's just going kind of like you know getting the rope down and everything. Um, while you're doing that, you don't. He doesn't even say anything. He just goes up and he hugs your leg. Stop for a moment. Um, Bjorn. Sanche. 
missing none of the signore. Puts down the rope, bends down on one knee, gives him a hug, and goes, safe travels, my friend. You too. Um, I'll be back. I'm very fast. Don't lose that. Don't lose that hat because I don't know if I'll recognize you if you don't got it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try to make sure if I admit, if I lose this one, I'll get one with even more a preposterous feather on it. Hmm? I, I do appreciate that. Of um, course. And you know, take, take care of everybody. I will. I will, my friend. He, he nods and he steps back with uh, with fisheye and immediately begins getting to work about dropping sails with with Gretchen. Um, fisheye stands at the uh, the back of the ship as you guys all load into the dinghy, and uh, he gets the rope ready to start lowering you into the water. And he says, "All right, mates, the water's choppy, but if you continue on this course, you'll get into that cove." Hey, Capitano, it has been a pleasure serving with you. He he salutes you guys as he begins to to drop you in and says, I wish you the best of luck. I would head towards uh, Breezewell Harbor. I'm starting to sound a little bit like JFK. <laughs> Boston you want to take that back one? <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? I can't do it quite right with these freaking retainers in. So oh, it's no. like, <laughs> I know it's come. I'll have air, uh, the poo-poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> say, right. say chowder. <laughs> but I'm a Kennedy. I'm not accustomed to tragedy. Ick by nine. Ick by nine. Bo Rapa. Bo Rapa. Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he um, starts to lower us down, I'm guessing. Yeah, he begins to lower well, you guys down. Uh, I'm fine. I'm keeping that shit in. I just can't do his accent right okay, now. Okay, <laughs> well, you're going to have to do maybe one more thing because CJ is going to fucking, huh, this might be the last time we see him, right? Maybe, I mean, maybe. CJ, CJ, don't. Lord. CJ, no, CJ, no, don't CJ, do this. CJ, yes, CJ, yes. Excuse I'm hurting me. hurting my eyes. Captain, Captain, what is your favorite color? <laughs> it's a trick question, Fissa. I don't answer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shh, shh, let him answer. I've always been partial to blue. <sighs> I'll remember that. Every time I look at blue, I'll think of you. That's lame. <laughs> He's like, well, you're in the fucking ocean, so you'll be seeing a lot of it. <laughs> lowering the rope with you guys. In. <laughs> she doesn't care. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> it's all good. She just puts her, her hand up against the dinghy and just keeps staring at him going, Ah, blue, blue. Yeah. Ah, well, that scared the shit out of Jack, me. Jack, get the fuck off the raft. <laughs> uh, and he he lowers you guys down into the the water. That is the last time and- he'll ever let me down ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Anyway, wow. sorry. Starts purring. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> So he lowers you guys in. Once you guys are in the water, um, Dante, you know to you know untether it from the from the ship, and so there push, are, are two- untether, push off, mm-hmm, exactly in a direction. Um, and so as you guys do that, you notice that he has uh, dropped another sail and has done hard starboard. So he he begins turning the ship around to head back the direction that you guys came. Um, and sailing back off into that 
hellish storm. You can only hope that they they make it through, but with with some luck and you know their their skill, they they should be okay at the very least to make it back to to the mainland. So the way that this works is the dinghy essentially has enough room for one person to be able to work both oars. And everyone else is sort of piled in on this this craft. The luckily, you know, Toby's not that big and without his armor on neither is is Gordon. Um but the way that the, the with all of your equipment and things that you have with it, the sides of the ship, there is a storage like chest, but it won't fit everything. So you guys have some like water, uh, watertight skins that you have your your like accoutrement in that are tethered to the sides of the the dinghy. Um, so they're kind of bobbing in the water alongside you guys. Gordon has a um, question. I yes, just wanted, Gordon. I uh, just wanted to make sure that I have. Even though I don't have it on, I do still have my armor with me. Yes, yeah, so everything you guys t- have that you ha- have since the beginning, you have now. They're just it's stowed away okay. in the uh, the bags and stuff. Um, so who's going to be manning the oars? I will. All right, Gordon. Gordon's on oar duty. Yep. Um, who? So who is going to be uh, navigating? Uh, I'll do that. Navigate. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, right, you sure. can go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you did. You did. No, after I'm you. rowing. <laughs> Well, just 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 watch over me, all right, Dante. I just I just want to give it a shot. I but will you know assist. More. Okay. Okay. So, Fisheye had marked on the map exactly where the cove is, and it's if you you go uh, east and north, eventually end up going north by northeast. You'll make it into this cove, mm-hmm. and he's marked he's marked on the map with a little bit of uh, notation on the side. Essentially saying it's going to be these these rocks that look like you won't be able to pass through, but if you keep proceeding through them, you'll find a path that opens up. It's big enough for a ship. It'll definitely be big enough for your dinghy. Um, and then you have... <laughs> and then you have uh, CJ, who has the ever-smoking vial. Yes, I am the magical component of this situation, as I am yes. always... So magical yes. and full of sunshine. Um, so uh, whenever you guys are ready, you can go ahead and pop that top and pop get a move top. on. Pop, pop, pop that, that top. top. Pop, pop that, that top. top. Um, you don't have to roll anything. It just opens it up and then it spews forth the smoke. Um, yeah, <laughs> there it is. There you go. Nice. Cool. So as, as I had said earlier and much to... Uh, to what Dante had thought the, the, the wind is still pretty strong. You guys are still in a storm, so it's not nearly as bad as it was, but this is not clear, calm waters. So you guys are kind of having to hold on quite a bit in this, this little, this little raft essentially. Um, But the smoke is not pitch black. Like you've seen it before when you used it during those battles. It's just sort of making a haze around you, a dark haze. But from a distance, it would probably just look like um, a fog rolling in, rather than smoke, like smoke from a fire. Exactly. It would it would look like uh, a rather dark fog. But I mean, if you're in the middle of a storm. People probably won't notice it as much. Um, so, Gordon, go ahead and give me a athletics check, and everyone else, go ahead and give me whatever you want to use to stay in the ship. 
So you can use strength if you're just like, like holding on or uh, dexterity just to keep yourself nimble and able to not get tossed overboard. I got 16 using strength. No, you're fine. Okay, then I got 16. 24. 24. Okay. Dante had 17 using dexterity. Excellent. So Gordon begins just he, you know, heaving forward with the with these oars. You're you're making great, great time. Everyone manages to stay in. It's not too terrible. You've gotten your sea legs for sure. <laughs> you kind of got sent through into a trial by fire a little bit earlier, but now this seems like a like a yeah, cakewalk. I think I'm gonna I might do something with my roll if I have to do roll again next time because of the water. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and see how Toby does on navigating. So, Toby, you go ahead and give me a intelligence check. You got it. 18 plus 2, so 20. Perfect. You you know exactly where you're going. I can read maps. <laughs> you can read maps. Um, yep. Everyone go ahead and give me a perception check with disadvantage, please. Seven. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, give me a perception check. I got eight. With disadvantage. So that means you roll two and you take the lowest one. Okay. Well, I roll a two fourteens plus. Nice. Uh, you said perception? Yes. Okay. Would notice that also is... count for that? Or yeah, no? that's notice. I'm sorry. I keep going back and forth between that. It's just sort of my blanket term for whatever. No problem. <laughs> uh, I got 17 then. Okay. Yeah. So it's notice. 10. Okay, so you guys are kind of just focused on where you're going. Um, Toby, on the other hand, since he's on the lookout for the maps, he can see it. The closest ship to you has broken away from being stationary and has turned its sails and the ship around, and you can tell that it's starting to head towards the wave robber. Um, I relayed this information to the others, like... Looks like the um they're distracted right now. They're going to the wave robber. Uh, we, we got to keep pushing forward. That's not good. I know it's not good, but it's what we got to do right now. So yeah, you guys, as Toby points over to where the ship is, you can see it. The sky is like pitch black and clouds swirling, thunders crashing, lightning is like illuminating the sky behind it. So you can just see over these waves the the mast and the sails of the ship beginning to lurch across the horizon towards where the wave, wave robber is now heading. As you see it start disappearing into the distance. I look at um, CJ real quick. CJ, do you have any spells that don't leave a trail? Uh, I know your Eldritch Bash shows you the point where it comes from you, but is there any kind of magic you can do where it just appears at a certain location? Are you trying to do a... Um, uh, Don, what's that word? A distraction? Yes, a distraction. A distraction uh, that I mean, be- why not try alerting them to to the ship that's after them? Maybe try to give them a heads up. I mean, if they could see if they can see their warning or our warning to them, then that means that other ships can see the warning too. So I don't want to reveal that we're in this fog, but I also still want to get either a distraction or a warning. All I have is presentation, and it has a range of ten feet. Yes. How fast are we moving? Uh, it's hard to tell, especially because I don't understand. I don't really know knots that well. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, you guys are 
you guys are hauling. Gordon got a pretty damn good role, so he's just kind of like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> um, through it. I think CJ. I think you need to cast precipitation, a bright light, or something in the water as we're or going away from it, like not towards where we're going, but like the opposite direction, the tail end. Yeah, opposite direction where we're going. Well, DM, is that a thing? Wait, are we are, are we trying to, to distract the ship that's going after the the wave robber? It'll, it'll serve both as a distraction for going towards wave wave robber, but also a warning. To the okay, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so yeah, so precipitation is it's just a cantrip, so you don't have to uh, roll. roll anything. Basically, it's. Is the way I've I've described it in the past before is basically that is the magic like parlor trick. So you can snuff out a candle, you can clean stuff, you can warm things up, but you can also make a color or uh, shower of sparks, things like that. So you make a, a sensory effect. So you can make a light. It won't be super bright, but you can definitely like underneath the uh, the water and hope they see it. Okay. So what would you like to do? I would like to. Uh, do like a, a bright red light, right? Red means danger. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I cast presentation. I put my paws in the water, focus, and a red light shoots out from underneath towards the ship. Okay. Are you going to make, so it lasts for up to an hour, basically. Um, are are you going to make it pulse or are you just going to make it just be a constant red light? Well, Toby, how long do you think? Cause you're kind of, you're kind of manning this here. How long? I would say like no more than five minutes pulsing. There it is. Okay. So you, you reach underneath the water and you let loose this, this red pulsating light in the, the direction behind you. And I'm going to go ahead and just kind of make it a caveat because it's 10 feet. So after you get out of the 10 foot range, it's going to probably disappear. But I'm going to go ahead and keep it because it's a, it's a neat idea. Okay. Um, so the light goes out there and you can see it under the waves. And it is an eerie look because, okay. you know, the water is so dark and this is just dull red light just keeps boom, boom, boom under the water. And you aren't sure from where you're at if they've noticed or or what, but all you can do is hope they do and keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah, I give a good look to CJ. He's like, all right, good job. Now, look at everyone else. Like, we keep moving forward. Let's just hope that distracts the other ship. Okay. So, I'm going to have you guys, uh, you guys are all set. I'm going to keep those. Those were all really good roles. No one even came close to falling over or having a hard time. So, we're just going to keep that as we we keep pushing forward. It takes you the better part of two hours to get to where Fisheye had said you needed to go. And just like he had said, Toby, it definitely looks like it's impassable at first. But once you cross around these set of rocks, you can see that it opens up into a cove on the island. So as you begin navigating into this cove, the rain stops because overhead you have these giant, this giant, like almost a cave of uh of rocks and and plant life that covers it up pretty well it looks like it hasn't been used in some time um but thankfully in your your dinghy you're able to cut through with without any issues and after a moment of quiet rowing you reach the inside of the cove 
and it is a fairly spacious uh, body of water inside with a, a rocky beach just you know probably about it could probably house a a mid-sized ship in here and so there's not a ton of room but before long you hit rock underneath the bottom of your your dinghy and you have to get out and wade up the beach pulling the uh the dinghy with you to shore so there you all stand you stand in this this little rocky cove on Gilligrod, you've made it to your destination. Pull the. Gonna, uh, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to slip back into my armor. Dante will pull the boat up onto the shore, uh, try to find some way of maybe, like, I don't know, there's kelp or seaweed or some way to go ahead and camouflage it a bit. Oh, yeah. So there, there's actually some debris. I guess the, the storm has probably knocked some stuff up on top of the shore. So there's a lot of kelp, seaweed, some, uh, <clears throat> you know, broken ship parts, planks of wood, things like that. Uh, so for you to, to cover up the, the boat. Okay, perfect. So on the map that was given to you by Fisheye, you are probably 10 miles south of uh, the the main city of uh, Breezewell Harbor. And he has circled a small town. It doesn't actually have a name that is on the uh, the map, but it doesn't look like that's too much further away from where you are. So that'd be a good place to go first. Yes. Uh, Dante actually says, um, this, this place here, uh, Toby. Yeah. Where? <laughs> This the, the the mark on the map here. What is this? This is not Breezewell. Um, I I'm is, is this a little coat? I I'm not entirely sure. I'm sorry. Uh, looking at does it look like the markings? Because this is the one he went over with Toby before, right? Toby. Yes. So Toby doesn't remember him actually saying anything about this this town, but it it is circled and it is a little dot on the map. Is it on the way to Breezewell? Pretty much it is. Map. It is. Perhaps we are to start here. He's on the way. Perhaps it is uh, sometime we can take a rest. It is going to be, uh, there'll be a, on foot a bit of a journey. Okay. Especially I mean, after what we have been through. I mean, at least it's on the way, so we know that much. True. Let's just give it a shot. Cool. Back on my armor. Cool. So everybody's getting ready to head on out. Yeah. 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 Cool. So this little cove to get towards the uh, the main part of the island, you have to cut through a series of uh, small caves. They're not anything like the uh, the the ruins of of old Beaurepas that you had been through before. They're naturally made. They're been worn through from wind, from water. These are natural caves and in doing so they're not really meant for people to be crawling through they were not designed in that that sense so it is a bit of a a squeeze to get through but you guys manage it without too many problems go ahead and everyone give me a notice check please 11 10 well there's a first 20 hey nat 22. Uh, no, not, not Nat, uh, adjusted. Uh, okay, so Dante, Dante and Toby, I meant to say 
Toby and Dante at the same time. Dante. Um, ta- Tante. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> so the the two of you notice this as you're you're moving through these caves. This looks like an old camp. And when I say old, I don't mean days old. I mean hours old. There are footprints in the mud and the the rocks that have been moved to the side. And you smell it before you 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 see it. It's the faint smell of smoke. And down one of these little cave passages, you find it a tiny campfire that's been put out. Um I look back at everybody and then like get down. Shh, quiet. Why do we always come across camps? <laughs> Trust our luck, I guess. Because it's us. But this isn't close to what that circle was in the map when we're looking at. This is way too soon for that, correct? Way too soon for that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's like, Dante, I'm sure I noticed you noticed it too. It sounds like people are here before us. So it would seem. Um. Uh, are we so close to the shore from inside the cave or, or, or cove or are we too far in now? Uh, you're, you're a little bit too far in. You could head back if you wanted, but it would probably take you nah. about 30 minutes. Nah. Um, did anyone else notice another boat at the shore when we came in or are we truly by ourselves coming this way? I, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything so, either. And that but means I mean, that... W- Whatever this camp is has to come from within the camp or from within the island, right? Well, I mean, there's it's a bunch of good. other ships around, and remember the camps we found under Borapa. Yeah, but the thing is, this is an island we're talking about. This is true, but there's I mean, no there's no real reason for a whole big giant ship to come into this cove. I mean, there's true, but there's no real. I mean, there is a reason why there's a bunch of ships around Gilligrad. Who's to well, say that, that we were the first people to have this idea? Yeah, I, I understand that, but that's then we would have seen a uh, another small boat like ours here. We don't uh, see any of that. So how did they get on here? Maybe they got dropped off like we did. Yeah, but, but also, to... I mean, like they're not here, and I don't know how long they've been gone. So who knows where they are now? Yeah. I guess we'll just press on then, because I just want to make sure they're not innocent people from within town trying to escape, because they're already surrounded the whole island. I would imagine some people try to run away. I mean, that makes sense. Take, take refuge within like the caves, the forest, everywhere else. Because I don't want to sneak attack or try to go against innocence when we don't know for sure if they're actually the enemy from the ships you're right should we just and keep pressing on then guess perhaps so. we I mean, to look I, I don't know much about this but the footprints of a cat or dog or bird might look a lot different than the footprints of a say rat I guess but we but Dante we can't assume every rat's bad can we no, but uh, do you want to look at the campsite? It seems to be deserted. Do you wish to look at it a little closer, perhaps to Guess ascertain so. who was there? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and try sneak across or sneak over. Okay, so you guys want to check out the campsite? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and get. You're gonna sneak. 
I'm I'm gonna sneak out about the rest. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna so, keep an eye out. Just kind of. So you're gonna watching. hang back. Yeah. Okay. Who's gonna follow Toby into the camp? I'll follow. Uh, all right. I mean, unless do you think that Dante he might have a better? No, no chance I'm, at I'm it. Good. I can hang back with with Gordon and stuff. I you want to hang out with me? Not really, but I mean, if it, the situation deems me to be forced to hang out with you. I'll take that as a kind of. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Dante, so I, I will stay. I will stay with Gordon uh, as long as there is someone going to Toby. I'll go with Toby. CJ, I okay, hang out. So CJ, go ahead and give me a stealth check as well. Stealth check. I got 14. 14? Yes. Stealthy. Stealthy. Let me double check here. CJ, I'm calling it. You get a six. Don't you dare fuck me over like that. What's the... Um, Dexterity. Dex, thank you. Got a 10. Nice. Okay. So 14 and 10. Okay. So the, the two of you do your best to be as stealthy as possible, heading down towards this, this little camp in this alcove of the caves. Um, and as you get closer, you find that the camp is... The, the fire is rudimentary at best. It's basically a, a hole dug in the ground where, you know, wood and seaweed and things, things that you, you know, it's in, in a storm and you're next to the an island. So there's not a lot of dry material mm. to be burnt. Mm. Um, but it's like piled in this, this hole that's also littered with uh, bones on the inside of the, the, uh, the hearth as it were. So go ahead and give me an investigation check, please. Investigation. Five. That is a notice check. Am I right? Uh, Investigation is actually intelligence versus notice being wisdom. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, then sex. (laughs) Oh, so it's intelligence? Ooh. I got, hold on. 23. 23. Mm-hmm. Rolled an 18 plus five. Wow. Cool. So Toby's looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So Toby's looking at it like, this is a shitty campfire. <laughs> Just yeah. standing over it with his hands on his, like, his hmm, hips. Gross. Um, CJ, you're looking at the fire a little bit better, and you're you're kind of sifting through it, and you're looking at the bones. Mm-hmm. And you're you're starting to pick things up out of it, and you start finding more than just bones. You're starting to find things like teeth mm. and clumps of burnt flesh, it looks like. Oh, God. And you, you dig a little bit deeper in, the, in these bones and you pull out what looks to be the... I don't know if dogs have femurs. <laughs> in the, oh. in the, I assume they do in this world, but what looks to be a dog leg bone. Ooh, uh, Toby. And, I and as you, as you turn around to show Toby, you see it, CJ standing behind Toby. Shit is a figure mm. much taller than Toby and almost opaque <sighs> with these giant pale eyes on either side of its head 
Oh. Uh. And a small little dangly bit in between those eyes that suddenly pulses with a white light. <sighs> it's an angular thing. Oh, and oh, it illuminates oh, no. itself. Mm-hmm. And standing behind Toby is a bipedal angler fish man. This is bad, bad, not good. Oh, I don't like those kinds of fish. Uh, um, uh, does Toby do I- not see it? He does uh, not. He was busy looking at the shitty campfire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I look over to CJ. Do I, like, what's your face right now, CJ? It's terrified. <laughs> um, to- to- Toby. What? I need you to get behind me. I slowly, like, my left hand is going to my right hip for my dagger. Like, what is going on, CJ? I just need you to come around here. At that point, my hand is on the hilt of the dagger. Like, I start walking a little closer to you. Okay, good, good. Describe to me what's going on. Do you know what an anglerfish looks like? I've heard. Yeah, I've seen pictures. I'm about to see one. I okay. I I I'm trying to remain calm. I'm not. I walk a little briskly can, towards you. Can does it look like he can hear us? Like is he doing anything? It's just standing up against the wall. Oh yeah. god, that's even worse. Like and it's almost blending in with the the rocks. If you you wouldn't even have noticed it had you not done so well on your investigation roll. It's just standing there, just um, menacingly. <laughs> Uh, I look at CJ. He's like, "Is it a creature or is it sentient? How how we?" It seems put- like it might have seen us. I don't know. I'm gonna not tear Should my eyes a- away from it. For DM, how would we describe that? Like, you know how like there's actual horse people in this, but we actually have horse that's not that we ride. Think of it. They look like murlocs, basically from uh from World of Warcraft and. Uh, you know, fish people. Oh. This is. I mean, I mean, I'm saying like, uh, when I'm like just trying to ask oh. her, like, is it, <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> is it is it something that is intelligent like us, or is it an actual animal? You have no idea. Okay, this is well, the first time you've ever these, the, you, these things. Usually, <laughs> you're gonna find out. This is one of those things where like you've heard stories, but being a dog that's lived in a big city your whole life, this is mostly like an old wives' tale. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, well, well, I'm trying to ask CJ because I'm not looking back behind mm, me. I'm yes. looking straight at her. Yes. Um, how I describe that to her, like, hey, is this sentient or is this not sentient? Or is it, I don't. Uh, I, is this... I have no idea. But it looks like it's seen us, and I just I need you behind me. And what we're going to do okay, then... is, I we are going to back out of this area and go and warn the others. You got it. I'll follow behind you. Okay. So you're behind me, and we're going to start backing up slowly. So the two of you begin moving. Um, Gordon and Dante. So you guys are standing back. You're kind of watching them. You can't see fully what's going on inside. And the the two of you are kind of just like, what's going on there? You see like that soft like pulse of light. Yeah. From I like inside. to think that interrupted me explaining to Dante like the best apple pie recipe. <laughs> and then we noticed what was going on down there. Both of you guys give me notice checks. Sorry, all I could think about is Forrest Gump. You, <laughs> you put it in a pie. You, you can saute it. 
Bread it. <laughs> boil them. Boil them. Mash them. Stick them in a pie. Modify 16. Okay. 12. Cool. So you guys are looking at that light and you're like, what is going on in there? Just as you see that, you see them start backing out. You feel something shift behind you. Dante. Ah, shit. Cutlass is already out before turnaround. You see it. The same thing I described to them as it becomes crawling out from the rocks below you. Everyone roll for initiative. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Initiative. 16. Ooh. Ten. 14. 23. Okay, let me get this in there. Rolled a national so, 19, so. Excellent. So it goes Dante, Gordon, Toby, CJ. All right, I'm going to make some rolls for my guys. One sec. Whiff, whiff. Okay. So, Dante, you go first. Is this, uh, can I get up and take Ace? Okay, this, can I reach it into into melee combat with the one that's near, near Gordon and I? Oh, it's right there in front of you. Okay. It's, it's crawling I out of the, the rocks. I'm going to take advantage of that situation and strike down with my cutlass. Uh, okay. Butler is out as well. <laughs> Moving on. <coughs> Did not roll one, but somehow I really doubt an eight is going to hit. No, it does not. So and it's it actually just, it skitters off the rocks. I try to it's crawling off the rocks. The, the blade skitters off the rocks away from the creature. Yeah, in, in your panic, you you misjudge the distance and exactly where this creature starts and ends. So this, to describe what they look like a little bit better, they are these like ghoulish, scale covered, opaque like fish people with these big white pale dead eyes on the sides of their face, these giant gnashing teeth, these long needle like teeth, and this little angle like you know an angler fish the um little doodad hanging between its eyes softly glowing this light and it is it is on you in a flash dante and it goes to tackle you to the ground okay nat 20 that will hit yep so you are oh there goes that day you are grappled on the ground he goes for a bite. So I'm going to do a second roll for the bite. Does a 15 hit? Uh, let me take my shield out of this. No, it does not, luckily. Okay. So it grapples you to the ground, and it goes to bite you just as you... I'm going to go ahead and say uh, you just wiggle your like shoulder out of the way, and it gets a mouthful of rocks underneath you. Gordon, you stand there and you see Dante get tackled to the ground by this fish man that tries to bite him on the shoulder. What a dick! Yeah. All right, I'm going to swing for the the eye with everything I've got. Okay. Oh, and that's quite a bit. Twenty four to hit. Twenty four that hits. Um, Barely. <laughs> Thirteen damage. 
13 damage. Okay. So you swing your hammer as hard as you can, and you connect solidly with this fish's head. You hear a crack, but the fish continues its hold, and now it's just letting out this, like, weird uh, hiss, guttural hiss, monstrous noise uh, that fuck. echoes down the caves to your sides. I don't like that. That's not so good now the, the, the fish that is facing Toby and CJ. Okay. So this fish immediately, like, remember that scene in Hereditary? Oh, no. With the dude, <laughs> the, 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 uh, she's like the guy standing in the corner smiling. Yes. It looks like that, except he decides he's going to run forward. No! So he rushes straight at you, CJ, no! and <laughs> does a 16 hit. Ah. Uh, if my, wait, that's, I compare it to stamina, right? Sorry. No, you, you have defense. a. Oh, my defense? You, yes. Uh, damn it. Yeah, that hits. My defense was 12. Okay. You get tackled to the ground and you are also, uh, now in a grapple. So on your, what that means is on your turn, you're going to be able to try to break free, which is going to be a strength check. Cool. So. He has you down on the ground, and he goes to bite your neck. All right, so that hits. Mm. Oof. He has you, or it has you down on these rocks, and it lifts its head back, and you watch as its jaw, like, sort of unhinges like those eels. And it shoots forward, and it bites you on the shoulder for five damage. Ah, so I'm at 11 now. Think of blue. Think of blue. <laughs> Toby. Yeah. Uh, so I see that happening to CJ. I am going to just rush over there. I'm going to try pulling out my dagger. Yeah. I'm going to try to stab it in the back. Stab in the back. Go ahead. Three. <laughs> Eight plus four. So 12 to hit. Does not hit. It, you, go to, you go to stab it in its back and its scales bounce your your dagger off to the side and you can't get a straight hit on it. Damn. Okay. CJ. So you are grappled before you can do anything. You can attempt to break free. So you have to roll strength mm-hmm. to get out. And he's going to roll against you. All right. Please. D 20, please. Ah, yes. 19. Okay. So you get your legs up underneath this thing and you kick off and it goes skittering off you on the floor, but immediately sort of like flops back up onto its uh, all fours and gets ready to start scrambling at yeah. So you still, that counts as your move action. So you can still do a spell or an attack or anything like that. Uh, can I do Eldritch Blast? Sure. Tight. Okay. Gonna roll. 17. Does a 24 hit? Yes, it does. Shit, yeah. All right. And then 1d10. Mm-hmm. Four. Four damage. Yeah. Cool. So you blast this thing, and it those, those roots that you cause to come out of your Eldritch Blast just crashes into it, and you listen to it make that same noise you can now hear down the way from uh, Dante and Gordon's fish. Dante, it is your turn. You are grappled, 
and you can attempt to break free. Strength check, if I remember correctly. Yes. Come on. Let's see. Plus. Uh, that is a 15. You break free. Okay. Holy cats. Me, I guess. All right. Um, that's all I can do this round, though. Correct? That's your that's your move action. You can still attack. All right. So I'm going to, because probably was bound up, it's like strike forward as hard as I can with the cutlass. Okay. All right. So that is a 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a cutlass now. No longer a rapier. 12 points of damage. Excellent. So after being bludgeoned in the head with this hammer and then stabbed with your your cutlass, the creature just immediately starts flopping around on the ground. And then you watch it slowly like stop and then just cease breathing and a light in its its angler fades. That's so right. I don't like fish. <laughs> Gordon, it's your turn. Okay, so that one's done. Um, I'm going to move down towards uh, CJ and Toby. Okay. And see what's going on there. So you you rush down the hall, and there you see uh, CJ's neck is bleeding, (sighs) and this creature is looking poised to attack. Could I throw my hammer at it? Oh, you're going to attempt to hammer throw? Yep. Hammer throwing. Go ahead. And so this isn't going to be a normal attack. Instead of adding your strength to it, I'm going to go ahead and say dexterity. Okay. 17. Yep, that hits. Cool. Uh, Now go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, Eight. Eight damage. Okay. So it cracks into it and you it turns now to you and lets out that warbling hiss. I'm going to cross chop my crotch, but like, suck it. <laughs> so now it is the fish's turn. He has now turned his sights onto Toby. Toby, make a will save. You got it. <laughs> Five. His angler starts glowing. And Toby, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And you want to come towards it. You begin walking towards this fish. Don't look at the dead lights. Yeah. (laughs) So CJ and uh, Gordon, what you see is Toby drop his dagger and zombie walk towards the angler fish who greets him with open arms and initiates this grapple. We've already lost one small boy. We can't lose the other small boy. Um, so he has Toby in his fishy hands wrapped around him in a bear hug. And you watch as he brings his, his head back about to chomp off. Toby. Who's closest? Uh, probably you. Yes. So, Toby, it is now your turn. You have another opportunity to make the will save. You got it. (laughs) Six. 
<laughs> so Toby's like, this is nice. This is good. CJ. Oh. <laughs> it is now your turn. Okay. Let me see here. So my options are a damn spell or uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do a spell because the other thing that I have is a crossbow. Well, then I'm going to do a chill touch. Okay, go ahead. Good choice. Uh, please, for the love of God, let this be a high number. <laughs> Fucking 22. So go ahead and roll damage then. And it is a D. Perfect. Uh, three. And that's necrotic so, damage. Uh, correct. So you hit wait, wait, it, wait. and I'm going to do... Yeah, sorry, sorry. You're fine. I'm going to go ahead and roll to see if he maintains his thing. And he does, but he is still up. Okay, so now it is uh, um, Dante. But hold on. So oh. he... I, I so Chilchuch lands on him. Is he still holding on to to Toby? Is he just yes. frozen? He's not frozen. So all it does is it just it starts to uh, necrotize the flesh that's touching to him. So he just rolled right now to see if he's maintaining his uh, his allure, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's still holding on to Toby. Fuck, he's still in danger. Okay. Yeah. So now it is Dante's turn. Okay, um, distance between the other anglerfish creature and myself. You can get there in a turn, but now you he is now holding Toby, so it is, uh, it would just take that into consideration. Okay. Well, so there's a chance I could hit Toby, you're saying? Uh, from range, yes. Okay. I'm just going to move into melee. Okay. And you can you can attack. Alright. Once again with the cutlass, striking down, trying to avoid Toby. That is a modified twenty to hit. That hits. Damage eight points. Okay. So you stab him. I'm gonna see if he maintains his thing. He does not. Good. So immediately he he flinches and lets out this scream and that um that pulsating orb between his eyes uh flutters a little bit and Toby, you immediately come back into being conscious. Oh whoa. You you, see the that? first thing you realize is you look up and there's a giant fish maw like about to chomp down on your head. I scream. Good. I was like, oh, <laughs> you can imagine how you are. I'm not actually going to scream in the mic. <laughs> yeah, oh, screaming. shit. <laughs> uh, Gordon. How so many? your hammer is on the floor uh-huh. in front of this fish. Sick. How, how, there's only one fish in, in question? That you can see, yes. That I can see, yes. Okay. And he still has his hands on my boy? Yes. Okay. I have a question about the wand of freezing. Okay. Um, is that can I like? Would it be the same way as a uh, same thing as um CJ's issue with the whole like if I hit the fish with the wand of freezing, would that affect Toby? Um. So 
essentially what this wand is, is you're going to cast it. Mm-hmm. And it basically, it does the, uh, the spell of, um, it's like ice spear. So it's not going to freeze it per se, but it's going to launch a shard of ice into the enemy. So no, it won't be like it won't freeze Toby, but you're going to have disadvantage on the attack because of him in melee range with this thing. And if you fail really bad, it might hit Toby. Sorry, Toby. Um, you know what? Can I run forward to try and get a better advantage? Actually, I'm sorry. This thing is uh, no spellcasting required. I just get a saving throw against it. So if you cast it, it's hit it, and then he has to make a saving throw to see if he can get out of the way or not. So I'm going to actually give him a disadvantage because he's not able to, like, bail as easy. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. He does not. Do you say say anything cool when he starts out? (laughs) (laughs) Do you say anything cool? Um, (laughs) I can't think of anything right now. You're a wizard, Gordon. He's your best Mr. Freeze joke. Oh, stay cool, fish boy. <laughs> All right, cool. So go ahead and roll 2d6. Oh, both threes. Nice, so six damage. Cool. So this shard of ice goes careening out of this wand and slams into this fish guy's neck. And you Stick. hear one final like... <laughs> as okay. it releases... Toby and flop to the ground doing that same thing that the other fish had done, you know, with the flopping movement before finally going still and the light between its eyes dims to nothing. Leaving you all standing here in these caves with two dead fishmen. I didn't know that did that. (laughs) And we just silently just walked to my hammer, (laughs) get up and go check on Toby. (laughs) You, you okay, Toby? I, uh, this. That's just scary, did huh? You that? Did yeah. you see that? Did you see that light? Yeah, it was weird. Oh, it was, you were like, oh man, it was. You, you were there, but like you weren't there. I wasn't. No, I mean, I, I was. The, I mean, like, the light was there. Like, yeah, was, you were physically right? there, but it just. Yeah, it was weird. I think we should get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so too. Okay. So you guys going to press forward to where you need to go? Fast. Very fast. Fast. Sure. Okay. So everyone give me a notice check. Nat 20. Wow. Yeah, wow. 17. 17? 20. 20? Uh, not, uh, modified. Okay. 13. 13. All right. You guys all hear it. Uh, Gordon hears it a little bit better than everyone else. Um. <laughs> Those same noises the fish people were making begin to pop up in the caves and the tunnels around you. Uh, hmm. Fuck. Maybe we shouldn't. We should go. go. Yeah, fast, uh, fast. Yeah. 
Everyone give me a dexterity check, please. Sixteen. Fucking four. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I'm bleeding out. Twenty-one. I, I too, got a four. Oof. Okay. So, Toby and uh, Dante, the two of you begin to easily maneuver through these caves, be it because you're just dexteritous or just you, there's a a sense of urgency that needs to be found here. And you, you two begin to pull away when you see both Gordon and CJ just struggling. Gordon's having a harder time maneuvering with his his armor on and CJ holding the the big wound on her her shoulder just seems to be kind of struggling to get through these caves. So I'm going to have you guys both give me another set of dexterity checks to do your best in guiding them through the caves. All right. Seventeen. I got 16. Okay, cool. So the two of you rush back and uh, we'll go ahead and say, Toby, you're helping uh, Gordon and Can Dante, you're helping. One other thing. I want to do a strength check here. Okay. Okay. Uh, for f- 15. Okay. What are you trying to do? Lift her up? Uh, he's fireman, fireman carrying her out. Thank you. Okay. So you throw CJ over your shoulders ah! and you, you begin rushing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I found a bird. (laughs) Just as you hear those noises and the the plapping of webbed feet on rocks, a bunch of fucking (laughs) as a bunch of sounds like a bunch of angry fucking ducks are chasing you out of the cave. (laughs) Um, It begins echoing around you. Oh lordy! But thankfully, you weren't too far away from the exit, and as you breach out into the uh the fresh air and the the storm actually sort of you know pouring around you you hazard a glance back into these caves and you see dozens of these soft white lights <sighs> blinking from crevices oh, thank you. in the rock face all staring at you in the the open air nope 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 no mm-hmm. oh, no so all of you now stand out in the plains. It's the, these rolling hills of uh, of Gilligrod, and the rain is is you know pattering on your guys's heads. And you can see around you that you probably have to uh, to the east of you there are more hills, and you can't quite see over them. But to the west of you, you can see the the sort of a slope before a, a, a rock face kind of goes down. You're not sure how far, but you can see the open ocean. And you can see these, a handful of those those rat ships, just sort of sitting in the water, as you you stand now. Here on Gilligrod, only a few miles away from Breezewell Harbor, you still don't know where Weiler is, but this is the the first step. You're here, and now all that's left is to find him and find some way to help these people and hopefully buy time for Bjorn and Fisheye to return with reinforcements at the very least. You feel determined, but also trapped because here you are 
in the middle of the ocean, surrounded on all sides by enemies. Thank you for listening to Dice Hooligans. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All you have to do is search for Dice Hooligans. Thank you. Please write and write a review. We would really appreciate it.